What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today! At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. What's up, folks? We got some news for you. We're trying to raise money to shoot a short film that will star us, that I will get a chance to direct, but we need everybody to head over to Indiegogo. You can just search BMCJ. You can research, you know, wherever you go on the film page. You can search Jonathan Braylock if you want. I mean, yeah, I guess you could search Jonathan Braylock. You can search James the Third. I mean, yeah. Well, that might be harder. No, no, we make both a movie, you, baby. Both of y'all on that. Anyway, go to Indiegogo, look up uh, Black Men Can't Jump. You can look up the name of the short, which is The Threshold, and you can donate whatever you have. It doesn't matter if it's a dollar, two dollars, um, whatever you do, we'll take it. Twenty thousand dollars if you're just sitting around on twenty thousand. Honestly, if you got twenty thousand, just get that. And there's a lot of neat incentives, like there's a pair of like. Um, James's glasses you could win. There's a piece that's of a like lie. Braylock's goatee. There's so many cool things no, that that's like not true. Yeah, it's it's on there. It's an incentive. It's so much, guys. Like glasses if are you, not on there. If you I need ever them to wanted see. to be James the third, I got his cat Williams wig. He don't even know it yet. You can have that. It's so much on there. You cannot have that. I need it. <laughs> no, no, no. It's on there. If you want the wig, go there, put in like five hundred dollars, you get that wig. That's your wig. Wow. <laughs> Please, whatever you can donate, that that will help us make uh, this short. That will be really fun. Uh, it's something that we've been wanting to make for quite some time now. So, thank you know you. what? One of my Cat Williams wigs is on there now. It's on there now. You actually can win it. James, low-key, I stole one of your hats and one of your wigs already. So, it's, <laughs> it's been there. I've been had it. <laughs> and the link is in the show notes so you can easily find it. All right. Let's Indiegogo. Go. Forever Dog I feel like I want to talk about boy bands. I, I don't know if that Thank you. Yes, because it's fine it's it's finally happened, right? <laughs> so finally James this is James's moment. I uh, yes, let's do it. What do we want to talk about? <laughs> were you all into boy band were you were you into boy bands at all? Alex, were you into boy bands at all? I wasn't really into boy bands as an actual, like, kid or teen, because I feel like I wasn't allowed to be. Like, there wasn't really pop music or pop culture Wait, you were... in our house. What? You weren't allowed? Yeah. Or, like, the only, like, American CD we had in our house was, like, Western contemporary hits. And it was, like... Yeah. <laughs> 
tell Laura I love her was on it is what I remember. Western contemporary hits. I love it. And then oh, and then we had a Celine Dion CD. Okay. Everybody had a Celine Dion. Everybody had a Celine Dion. Yeah. <laughs> That's n- North, oh, North America. I used to love boy bands. Like So I feel like I got into it later. Yeah. They're too sexual. I said they were too sexual. I'm gonna tell you what's so funny you say that, Bray. I had to sing at my school, which I've told people is, you know, it was a very black school. When we graduated from fourth grade, I think we had to sing End of the Road at graduation. <laughs> <laughs> you all did? Everyone had to do, you didn't do like a, it wasn't a three-part harmony? It was, it was. Man, it was the kids. It was like, they, they made it. First off, our school wasn't for like the gifted kids. It was just a Catholic school. But for our graduation to go from the lower hill to the upper hill, you had to sing the End of the Road. And I was like, this is wild. Like, it, like it was something you did every year. Every class had to do it. They all had to like harmonize and sing into the road. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I like Wait, it was always the fourth grade oh. class had to all sing it. it. It was always because the way my school went, it was kindergarten to the fourth grade was, was what was considered the lower hill. And then the upper hill was fifth to eighth. And you had to sing <laughs> the end of the road. Yeah, it's crazy. I remember hearing, <laughs> I remember hearing Backstreet's Back. Uh, or everybody, I think, is the song. Yeah, the song "Everybody," and then they're like "Backstreet's Back," and I remember going, "Man, how did I not know about Backstreet Boys before this song?" What? And then I realized that was their first. That was their first album. Wow. Wait, were you a Backstreet or in? But they said Backstreet's Back on that on that track, and it's like, what do you mean you're back? This is they your are first back album because their song. No, Bray. The, no, because they was they was no, it's been a, it was a back minute, and then they was coming back. back. Am I right? Coming back for what? Cause they all, no, that wasn't the first. They were back. They had, I know, they had, they had quit playing games with my heart. But it was like you had one single. You weren't back. Come on, man. They had this was all your album. They had competition right. from NSYNC from from ninety eight degrees. I'm so upset. And if you're yeah. at, and yeah, you asked me. It, it I am a back. Uh, Backstreet Boys had so many more hits than NSYNC. It's whoa, it's not whoa, even, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm not even a whoa. question. First off, first off, first off, I hear you, Bray. I hear you, but like, let's just say in sync. First of all, wait, hold on, wait. I'm sorry. Backstreet's Back is their second album. You was just late. You were late. Wait, is it their second <laughs> album? Yes, they were back. <laughs> they were coming back, bro. They were. They back. really they were back. Up, they had mad songs, and you know we were all listening. Wait, to Wait, is Quit <laughs> playing? Quit, quit playing games with my heart. Was their first album? No, that's got to be on. I think they I think they had a self-titled debut album, right? I don't. I, I actually do not know. That's a real question. I'm not trying to like cover up. All this is new information to me. I don't know who to believe. <laughs> Alex, I'm gonna tell you right now. Okay, NSYNC was better. One. Okay, that's the first fact I'm hearing. So I'm gonna that's accept it. That's the fact it. that you hear what? right now. <laughs> they were better. They were better. They were better. Okay. You look at the choreography. All right. You know, again, Backstreet Boys. I will give them a lot of credit. Boys, the men was the original to me. Well, new kids on the new edition. New edition was the dang. There were so many. James, James is right. Quit playing games with my heart was on their first album that was just called Backstreet Boys. Okay, and then Backstreet's back. I, you're right. I did miss them. Everybody was on. Yeah, they were back, and it was like it was fire when it, if you if you tracked it if you were there <laughs> if you were they there were and you heard all the other songs. Quit playing and, games with my heart. Then they came back, man. It was like, you were like, oh! <laughs> and 
and Backstreet's Back is a love letter. That's a love letter to the fans. That song is about. That song is not about them. It's and about then us. Everybody. <laughs> that's my favorite. That's that's my karaoke song right there. Oh wow. Rock your body. You know, but see, this is my thing, Alex. See, we're talking about in sync, but like later, B2K came and they were like a black um, group, and they were fire. And then when they broke up, I remember because I was watching 106 in part, and like three of the back, I mean the B2Kers were on 106, and they looked broke. They they didn't have no gold, <laughs> they had no diamonds, no necklaces, no one had a shape up. It was sad. And then Omarion, three out of how many? It was four. So it's, it's, oh here's God. the T. Here's the T. Here's the T. Then Omarion and his brother, who was no. like the manager on, they were on um uh, TRL, and Wait, they were rich. Omarion had on like diamonds and go and they were like yeah man we just we just it wasn't working out and they're just stunting on everyone it's not else. fair too oh, because wow. b2k they they all were great they like all could dance really well but they but they didn't they they didn't let everybody else sing really it was mostly just a marion singer that was the problem with that or his little brother or his little brother or his little brother mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. yes sorry not a marion uh. i said a marion i meant um <laughs> Yeah, no, yeah, Mariano is a brother. Okay, yeah, yeah. It was Omarion, yeah, Omarion. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you got mm-hmm. BTS. Everybody love BTS, you know. Well, that's now, wow, you just skipped a uh, you. You skipped ninety eight degrees. Whoa, whoa, you whoa, skip, whoa. You skipped O Town. Yeah, you skipped O Town, brother. Westlife was that a thing? Yes, Westlife was a thing. <laughs> okay, Westlife that's was it. A thing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks, good. <laughs> We're good. But listen, Alex, there were so many groups. I remember there was a group called Immature, okay? That I used to listen to. And the lead singer, his nickname was Batman. Yeah, Marcus Houston. That's a Marion's that's a Marion's really they're related. <laughs> you used to listen to that? Well, I, this is the thing. There were certain songs that because I went to a predominantly oh man, that's crazy. My class had predominantly girls in it. So, like, I knew so much music. Hold on. Why are you explaining yourself? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. Because I know them. I, like, I know. You know, I, why am I explaining myself? Yeah, Immature was fire. You didn't have to be. It didn't matter what gender you were listening to Immature. Immature was okay. fire. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. They had some good songs. What was it? Um, Baby, on my time. This coming. Feel the flavor. This ain't the shake. Uh-oh, here we go. We got it. Remember that? <laughs> don't I don't. Eat, don't I, wow. Really? They had a song with Kel. They, they had a song with Kel. Kel did his, did his good Guys, burger voice on now. the track. Oh, it was fire. Oh, yeah. They had a song with Kel. I don't know. Right this is embarrassing. Melissa, it's can embarrassing. we all this? Yeah, man. You, I'm freaking turning red. Wow. Rude. That hurt. I thought we were having a vibe. Yep. I'm upset. I, I thought we were like, Want to play songs and sing? What? Oh no! I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying. I've got. That's a crazy color to turn. I gotta, yeah. You know, I got, I got to a point where I just couldn't take it anymore. The shame overwhelmed me, and then my face started turning red. Okay, you said it. You know, we heard you the first time. <laughs> <laughs> like Boo. you know, we heard you the first time, right? <laughs> yeah, guys, come on, stop, stop playing with me. Don't make me turn turning red. Don't make me turning red. <laughs> All right. I'm, t- I'm done. Goodbye. Good. How do I log off of this? <laughs> I know. I'm embarrassed. <laughs> All right. Now everyone's turning red. Let's start the show. Jonathan Raylock. James the Third. Drop Milligan. What more can I say? Say, 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 say,
Welcome to Black Men Can't Jump in Hollywood. Hollywood City. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. Boots and cats and boots and cats and boots and cats. I've never met nobody like you. I don't remember the melody either, but I have the lyrics. <laughs> have friends and I've had buddies. It actually it's was, true. It was a pretty good melody, too. I was into that song. I was into that song. It felt very boy bandy. I, it was <laughs> yes, transported. It I was transported. I really felt like I was in 2002. <laughs> for those of you listening for the first time, this voice that you're listening to that sounds like it, a man who has his emotions under control, who can just <laughs> hit that zen at any moment. Don't like that. that. I don't like that voice. Is Jonathan Braylock? I'm just. They need to distinguish the voices of the podcast. So, so that voice is Jonathan Braylock. I think your Zen stresses me out. You know what oh, I mean? Okay. I feel stressed now. No. Oh, okay. So this voice of a person who was calm but is now super big stressed. Yeah, it sounds stressed. It's Gerard Milley. and this voice is James the Third. But we express how our emotions were. Like, is your emotion like a happy voice? Or, okay. Yep. I, mine came through with the voice. Y'all know what it is. <laughs> that voice goes away in two seconds. Like, <laughs> I'm going to have it the whole episode. <laughs> and we have a special guest with us today on the podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. You know about this? You know what I got to do before? Whoa, 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 time out. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Wait. First off, before we... Let me get my drums ready, man. Come on. Come on. All right. Okay. Oh, incredible comedian, an improviser, an actor. Please give it up for the one and only Alex Songshai. Hi. Oh, my God. I'm the one who sounds... I think I sound excited, but I've been told I I always sound just like one tone. I can hear the excitement in your voice. We did hear it. We did hear it. Okay. But as you started going, I was like, I don't know if she's excited. (laughs) (laughs) Alex is going to be helping us review Turning Red, which is the new Disney Pixar film starring Rosalie Chang and Sandra Oh and some other people who I haven't looked up their names yet. Oh, I got the whole list right here. Oh, James Hong is in here, who I love. Oh, snap. Who else we got? Oh, she's the grandma on Aquafina show. Oh, Wei Ching Ho. Nora from Queens. Lori Tan Chin. And then... This this whole cast, my goodness. Who's the boy who plays (laughs) Tyler? He was fun. (laughs) What? I didn't look up the voice cast at all. His name is Tristan Alaric Chen. Oh. Look Look at this young dude. He was commercial kid in WandaVision. How about that? Hey, okay. We all love WandaVision. We love commercial WandaVision. kid. Got a little. He, you know what I mean. He got a little co-star role in WandaVision. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, does, did it come out? Did it come out in theaters? It was just. It was just Disney Plus. I think it's just on Disney Plus. But I know some of the Disney theaters they own, like out here in LA, you can watch it. That's why I wanted to see it, but it was sold out. So it's mostly a Disney Plus release. It had a, a budget of 175 million. It's interesting, I will say. Again, I'm sure it's just a coincidence, but it feels like 
Mulan came out on Disney Plus. Okay, oh, no. we starting like this. We starting this like movie this. Came out on <laughs> Disney Plus. Hold up, we starting like this. <laughs> well, Mulan had hmm. fewer Asian people involved in creating it. That's that's true. <laughs> that is true. Which is crazy. Just think about that. Wow. Over the Moon wasn't Disney. No, that, that was, was Netflix. Netflix. Yeah. Over the Moon, you said. Wasn't there another film, Raya? Did Raya, Raya come out on Disney Plus? Raya, Raya was on. You had to pay for Raya. And that one was Premiere Access, and I paid for Premiere Access, and then I never watched it. Same. And that's yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. how I supported the culture. Yeah. That goes to the box office. Uh-huh. <laughs> this director, though, I was looking. It's, it's pretty young. Domi C. Domi Domi. I don't know how to say it like S-H-I. I would just say she, but I'm not a, you know, I like to pronounce things wrong. Yeah. <laughs> as, as we've established. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will say, like, I, I like, after watching this, I went through a rabbit hole of just watching the Pixar shorts that they do for, like, the staffers. And she had one that she did. And I was like, oh, she won an Oscar for one. Bow was hers. Yeah, I loved Bao when it came out. Yeah. And I was like, man, this is awesome. I showed it to my mom without having like proper access to it. So it was like a YouTube video. Someone had like pirated and it was sped up and it didn't have the ending. And I was like, mom, you got to watch this. Oh, no. (laughs) Did she like it? She was like, what the hell? She loved it. Yeah, it must have been before Disney Plus or something. And we didn't have better access to, to just stream it. Right, right. Yeah, that was great. I remember that one. That was that was fantastic. Yeah, I loved that one. This film currently has a 95% on Rotten Tomatoes. It has a 73% audience score. We'll talk about this because there was a tweet. I just looked up Domi Shi and she's from the same city in China that my parents are from. Are you serious? Whoa. Oh, wow. Songqing, which is like, it used to be Sichuan province. Like if people know Sichuan food, but I don't, I think it's technically not part of that province anymore. Oh, what a small world. What's up, folks? This podcast is sponsored by Earning. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn could be in your hands today with Earning. Earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earning app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Think about it. Say you're going out for a special date or it's getting hot, y'all. You might need a fresh outfit for brunch or something nice. Or maybe you just want to feel good and take yourself to dinner. Earning can help you today. Make earning a part of your financial routine. Enjoy earnings over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability and security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Download Earn It Today. That's spelled E-A-R-N-I-N in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Jump Under Podcast when you sign in. It'll help the show out. Jump Under Podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period. See Earning.com slash DOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust member FDIC. 
Priceline presents Go to Your Happy Price. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. You can see yourself already there. It's beautiful. It might be sunny and sandy for some, neon and urban for others, deserts or rainforests or hiking trails. With Priceline, you can get to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else. Like up to 60% off select hotels to Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to Priceline.com and travel to your happy place for a happy price. All right, see ya. I'm off to Miami. No, actually, wow, look at that. No, I- I'm going to Hawaii now. Ooh, Cancun looks nice. You know what? Belize looks pretty nice this time of year. Or, mmm, Palm Springs. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So you open Google Chrome on your phone. You're hunting for a super rare first edition vinyl of a band you're obsessed with. When you're supposed to be working. But the site you tapped on seems pretty shady. And Daryl from IT just jumped up from his desk. Oh no, he's coming your way. It's a good thing built-in malware protection keeps you safe and sound. Not from Daryl though, sorry. There's no place like Chrome. Download Google Chrome on your phone. This movie is about a 13-year-old girl who <laughs> loves a boy band, but also loves being her mother's daughter and getting her parents' approval, specifically her mom. And then one day she wakes up and she's a red panda. <laughs> <laughs> oh, truly incredible. <laughs> That's all I need to say about it. Let's get into initial thoughts. Alex, would you like to start us off? Your initial thoughts of the Pixar film? Well, before even hitting play on it on Disney+, Plus, I was struck by all the similarities. Hometown, city, and China aside, I also am Chinese-Canadian and grew up in Toronto. Oh, wow. Oh, Incredible. Yeah, and then... I didn't know you were Canadian. I am Canadian. Well, I just got dual citizenship last year, so I, I can stay now. I think I put so much pressure on the movie to be perfect. And I watched it. I watched it twice this weekend. The first time I watched it with two very nice white boys who are my friends. (laughs) And they were looking to me the whole time (laughs) to see what I thought. Oh, my God. And, And the movie ended and there were more similarities. I also play the flute. I was, in fact, a mathlete. And our moms in the movie... The, the mom in the movie is named Ming, and that's my mom's name in real life. And I was oh like, God. I can't watch this movie. Are you serious? Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, no. The movie ended, and I turned to them, and I said, I don't want to exist in the same universe as this movie exists. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. But, okay, so that was my initial, initial reaction. And then I let, uh, uh, like, 24 hours pass. I watched it again. I realized (laughs) I love the movie. I cried. I think I put as much pressure on the movie to be perfect as Maymay's mom put on her (laughs) to be perfect. Yeah. (laughs) So those are my initial thoughts. I love that. I love that. I put pressure on it, and now I love it. Yeah. Wow. That's so real. (laughs) I really enjoyed this film. I feel like the things that I loved about it are, one, the friendship bond. I feel like we don't see that. I don't know how much we see that at all in animated films. You know what I mean? Like, the actual, like, like a girl's, like, the girl friendship bond. You know, we 
we've gotten like the sister bond with Frozen, but usually like characters are by themselves or they have like, you know, furry little friends, you know, like, like mystical creatures or whatever it is. Like we rarely ever get to see kind of little girls friendships in this way that was so beautiful and touching. I really love that. I think the panda stuff was, was super fun. The stuff with the the moms and like, you know, the separation that you need to have between your parents is such a, it's like a thing that, I mean, I definitely, I don't know how people learn that at 13, but it's definitely a thing that you have to learn when you grow up, you know, and I'm, I'm sure it's better to learn it younger um, if you can. Um, so I, you know, I, I, not that I related hard to, to that necessarily, but I feel like it's still such a relatable kind of theme that I really liked. You know, I feel like the movie kind of really had fun with the panda stuff and it didn't want to necessarily track necessarily the, the, the logic of like the ramifications that this would actually have if like some people could turn into pandas in, <laughs> in like a city, you know? Yeah. And like, I, and like, because of that, I was kind of fine with it. Like, I don't really, if the movie doesn't try to care about it, then like, I won't care about it either. You know what I mean? It's just like, whatever, it's just a movie and we're going to have fun. Like who cares? So yeah. And I, and it, and it was, it, it like moved. It moved like at a nice quick pace. So it really did. It was almost two hours, right? Yeah. It was an hour 47. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's in a, an hour 47. But when I rewatched the end, the last 18 minutes are just like credits and credits. Uh, yeah. Because it's all the all the animators. There's so many. So it's like an hour 29. Uh, yeah. yeah. So two things. I feel like I've heard about this movie a while ago because I think when the trailer came out, people started sending it to me. Like, look at this, another person of color turned into an animal. And because I'm all the tirades <laughs> I can watch. And so, so I heard about it. And then on Twitter, um, when this movie was released, I think some white dude, James, do you remember? It was like some white dude kept posting like, oh, J- oh John. I remember exactly what it is. <laughs> and it was like, I don't, I don't get it. Or he didn't relate to it or something. Yeah, yeah. He basically said like, he basically said, like, the movie's so specific. It's about an Asian girl in Toronto who's 13, who specifically going through, the like, the specificity of that. I couldn't connect. That was exhausting, was how he ended his... <laughs> right, <laughs> was, and he was saying, like, most animated films relate to a broader audience. That's what he was trying wow. to say. Wow. So, that dude can suck my dick, but other than that, <laughs> it's interesting because it was it was... I wanted to watch it, one, because I thought the trailer looked so wonderful, and I saw Bao. And watching this movie, you know what it was? I am a person that I told my, my girlfriend all the time, it's like, it sucks, but I hold friends closer than family a lot of times. So when I saw how close her friends were and that her, you know, spoiler, her friends were her, like, safe space, you know, like, that was, like, I... You know, a bracelet. Like, I don't think I've ever seen that. Like, they were the calming action. Like, they were the thing that, like, helped her control everything. Right. Just the thought of them. And I thought that was so cool. And it's this kind of trend with Disney that's happening, which is interesting because it has been with the movies with people of color in it, where we aren't fighting, like, I don't know, some evil stepsister or somebody. It's literally a parent who just wants the best <laughs> for us. But literally, like, because of what they had to go through, it's kind of put on top of the kids. And now the kids got to figure out how to stop this, you know. I really enjoyed it. I, I really, really enjoyed it. I hope more people watch it. I think it's doing well. You never know with Disney, right? Did they tell you? They did with Mulan, right? Like, they... they. I think because it has so much controversy. They yeah. were like, they had to come uh, out and say, 
well, we we talked to three Asian people when we made Mulan, and we got like blah blah blah. They tried to prove everything with that. Right. Well, I I loved it. I really had a great time. I didn't I didn't see the trailer, so I had no idea what it was about before seeing it, and so. The second she turns into the red panda, I had the same like, duh, like, oh no, we're doing the, <laughs> we're doing this again. We're not gonna, we're not gonna deal with the, with the, with this girl this whole time. I'm about to see this red panda the whole movie, you know. I like, I immediately went there, and then the second I realized, like, oh, this is a metaphor for coming of age, like, and and she was starting, she's grappling with it. It's like it's coming out and going away. I instantly like was like, oh, I love the way that they're dealing with this. It's almost, it's it's better storytelling than any of the examples of that we have in the past. Like, in the past, it's just like, wouldn't it be fun if they're an animal? That's why it happens. Whereas this has a story purpose uh, to it. And then, and so I loved that. Another thing that I just want to talk about that I loved too is is the the end scene where the where the dad comes in to talk to I was like oh boy we're gonna have another scene where like the mom's overbearing but the dad gets but then but then he says in his conversation to her that he like the thing he loved he 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 like revered his his mother's panda I thought that was beautiful and one of the better executions of one of those scenes (laughs) than we typically like it's not just like the dad gets it. It's like no, the dad like he just he he, un, he liked what was inside the mom. You know, like it was. I just love that. I thought that was great. And also, she defended him. Like that was the thing. Like yeah, yeah. The dad had to defend him, which I thought was very cool. I really had a great time. And then and then there was just there was so much about this that I felt like to to Bray's point, like the friendship group. I loved the, those friends. I loved how proud of themselves they were. <laughs> like they were just like, this is who we are. And they loved that. Oh, the friends. Oh, they were great. I thought that was so cool. And and then there was so much about 2002 yeah. boy bands and all of that stuff. I was just like, this is, I was, I'm target audience for this movie. <laughs> was it set in 2002? Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. they do. Firmly they do set say in 2002. Okay, I get it. Because I was like, I was like, wait, there's a Tamagotchi? And I was like, okay. Because they had like a, po- like she was in a photo and it said like 2002 and then she like jumped out of it and we were just like. Got it. I actually started mm-hmm. looking up Tamagotchis after this because I was like, I wonder they still sell them. Yep, they're at Walmart for twenty four ninety five. They do. I bought. <laughs> I bought one recently. <laughs> wow. Wait. Why? Wait. Why? Just. Just for. I bought fun? one recently because you can as an adult. Well, I, my friend got one. At the <laughs> Digimon specifically. I didn't know they had Digimon Tamagotchis, and and he was like, Oh, Digimon. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. You can buy them on Amazon. <laughs> so I did also, and we were gonna battle, but we both lost interest before. We made that happen. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, Tamagotchi's just not. They're dead. They're not. <laughs> you, they didn't. They, they're dead. No, they're not. I mean, they have Star Wars ones. They have. Um, oh, I didn't know. You that. know, what's what's the what's the white and blue one? The robot C three PO. I had Neopet. Oh. <laughs> oh, you had a Neopet. Ah, you could get Neopet Tamagotchis. Oh wow. man, this is fire! Look at this. The whole mission. I'm ready. <laughs> I wanted the ninja. There was like a little ninja one that I wanted. And what was the point of these again? The, I remember my mom always complained about how she had to take care of my Tamagotchi for me. Yeah, you got to clean up their poop. Yeah. But now yeah. that I got one as an adult, <laughs> it was a, a handful. Like, I could only put it to sleep for three hours and then I had to check on it or it would die. Yeah, you like wake up. 
the screen is full of poop. <laughs> yeah, there's so much It's poop. dying. It's like, feed me. <laughs> oh my god. It was a toy that was like, hey, this is what your parents go through. That's all that <laughs> <Yeah>. toy was. <laughs> it was like, you wanna know what your parents go through? Is this <laughs> be thankful for them. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that toy was a setup. All right. This movie was awesome. Also, the thing that I'll say about the animation style, which I thought was really cool, is that it did have a very Pixar look, but they kept like every now and then it felt very anime style, which I thought was very, very awesome. And I was like, this is and it didn't feel overbearing. It was like every now and then to be like a little hint of like a close up of a facial expression or someone jumping in the air oh, yeah. randomly. <laughs> like the twinkly eyes. Yeah. And the running. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, this is cool. This is cool. Does it start with her talking about her friends first or does it start with her talking about her mom? Friends, friends first. It's like those photos. It's the photos of the family. And she's like, the first rule is like you honor your family. Oh, yeah. Honor your family. And they're right. Like, and then she, the, she talks about herself. OK, right. Yeah. Because she's mm-hmm. like, you got you got to honor your you got honor your family. And, you know, for some people, this is hard because it's like sometimes you can honor your family so much that you don't honor yourself. Mm-hmm. But not me. You know, she's like, hey, I got stickers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's like, I'm an adult in the eyes of the Toronto public transportation system. Yeah. Yes. And it's at like 13 to 65. Yes. Like, why is that age range just so massive? <laughs> it was so massive. Yeah, they're like, you got to pay. You got to pay. Because <laughs> 65, you could get a senior citizen. Then yes. you get the senior discount. Yeah. Good gosh. 13? I mean, that's real, I guess. It, when we get to the, the school, we see it. Okay. I remember for New, for New York, for New York, it was like they, had, they used to have like a, like a metal bar that if you were taller than that, then you had to start paying for it. So you were a tall kid. Uh. But it was about, exactly, it was about how tall you were. Wow. And not your age. Because they'd be like, ah, oh, that person's shorter than that. They're, they're fine. But they're like, nah, this kid's too much. This kid's too big. You got to pay. Pay for that kid. Because as a kid, you, can, you don't have an ID, so you can just lie. Like, did any of your parents have you lie about how old you were to get the kid discount longer than you were supposed to? Yes. Man, <laughs> I was going to McDonald's. I like, was it? I'm sure. I was short. Yeah. I was short, so. Bray, Bray, you weren't, okay? There's he no was. video. He had a growth spurt. There's he no was. James. Was. James, you've heard this. Have you seen a photo? Have you seen video proof? I've just, I just know that Bray talks about that. There's there's definitely photos. I, listen, I haven't seen proof. Bray is six two since he was ten. Okay, that's <laughs> what I, that's the word I believe in. Not at I refuse all. to believe <laughs> he ever felt what I feel. Okay, he was six two since he was ten years old. Dunking on little kids, okay? <laughs> nah, I was a small, I was the smallest one because I was still skinny too, so I was short and skinny. The blank face that Jarrah is giving Bray right now, I really wish people could see. <laughs> Again, for everyone at home, I do believe Braylock. Okay, all I'm simply saying is, I've never seen, I've seen Braylock's parents, his sister. I've never seen a small photo of Braylock. Okay, I've seen Braylock in hats. I've seen Blaylock in like little vests. <laughs> I've never seen a small Blaylock. I wonder if I could find. No, it oh, don't man. exist. It would be right? so fun to find like my eighth grade, like my eighth grade prom photo or whatever. Oh, what was that yeah. called? Eighth grade dinner dance or whatever it was. First off, Blaylock gonna come back with a photo with a different angle that makes him look short. It's gonna be a high angle. My mom definitely knows where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Mom, you're listening to this. Find it. No, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally, I literally almost started typing eighth grade Jonathan Bray like as if it would be on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Google, you can find this. Whoever listens and went to school with Braylock, if you have anything to back him up, because again, my friend Victor was six foot when we were in sixth grade, seventh grade. So he was always a giant. And I believe Braylock. You were one of those giants. Like, you probably, like, you probably, like, you had to walk different because you were so tall at a young age. I don't <laughs> like this. Well, well, she didn't have to be taller than a bar to get on the bus. She had to pass. That's how she got on You're the right. bus. Because <laughs> of her age. <laughs> I'm, take, I'm taking it back to the movie. I'm tired of talking about how tall Braylock. At Kroger, we know the minute a tomato is picked off the vine, the fresh timer starts. The sooner we get our produce to you, the fresher it is. That's why we've completely overhauled our process to shorten the time from harvest to home for our tomatoes, strawberries, and salads. Because we know how much you love fresh produce, we give you more time to enjoy your tasty fruits and veggies at home. So whether you're shopping in-store, picking up, or prefer delivery, we're committed to bringing you the freshest produce possible. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey, this is Tim Heidecker, and I'm glad to be back in Glendale, California in the studio with my good friends DJ Doug Pound and Vic Berger for another episode of our podcast, Office Hours Live. This week we had a very special guest, his golden messenger, who played a beautiful tune for us. We laughed, we had fun, and you should tune in to Office Hours Live this week, and quite frankly, every week on your podcast app of choice or at youtube.com slash office hours live. I do love the intros for all the friends. Like the, like I don't even know what they were. It reminded me of Asian pop. Oh yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So I was oh. like, yes, it did, it did. That's why I was like, what? This is supposed to be. Yes. Aww. Miriam. Miriam is the 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 white girl with the braces. She's kind of weird. Then you had Priya, who is very like low key but fun. And then you had Abby, who is like yelling the whole time yes yeah, abby's crazy <laughs> and at, at one point um punches her in the face <laughs> <Yeah. Yes. So, laughs> it's like it's like abby hit me in the arm and she she's like, she's like hit, hit, hit me and she said <laughs> everything she did was funny it was like hey you know what i could use right now a little hit of the bear like a hit of the panda. Like, he said, I need it. Yeah. I just need a hit. Just a little hit of the panda. Just a little bit of hit. <laughs> oh my goodness. She was so funny. You know what? It helped me. It's a little hit. And then when she hugged her, it was like, it was such a funny moment because I love when people take a deep breath. I don't know why, but mm-hmm. she was like, ah. it was just a beautiful, oh man. This movie was wonderful. The actress who played Priya is uh, on Never Have I Ever. Yeah, she's the lead. Oh, is it the main one? Is it the main girl? Yeah, I think she's oh, the lead. Yeah. Right. Good for her. I, I watched the first season of Never Have I Ever, and I was like, this is fun. Both seasons are great. Mindy Keelan out here. Between that, Sex Life of College Girls, she out here winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got to see her friends, and they, you know, they love they Four Town. I think is the name of the boy band. Yeah. Yes, yes. Four Town. But it's five of them. Very right? funny joke that there's five of them. Yeah. 
<laughs> and when they're introducing, they're like, this one and this one. And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then there's these other two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there's two Aaron's. There's Aaron one and Aaron yeah, two. Yeah, they're, they're, tal- they're talented, too. I they're guess, talented, you know? too. I was like, oh, my goodness. So real. I, I don't know why, but that little Tyler kid was such an asshole. I loved him instantly. Like, the, the little kid who was like, I knew he was going to be one of their friends because he seemed like a kid who didn't have any friends, but was projecting, you know? I was furious that they brought him into the friend group. I was furious. <laughs> I was like, I don't like that. <laughs> I didn't like him. <laughs> oh, so I remember like, so, so the cool part is like after they meet up at school or whatever, and you see how good she is in school and likes being in school and they start walking home and they stop by uh, the corner store or whatever. Yeah. And they see the boy that all the rest of the girls love. And it's something that's so funny about that because I remember my friends would talk about like girls they thought were cute. And I was like, man, I just don't see it. Just, I don't see it. And then you'll get home and you just start thinking about how everyone else describes somebody. And you're like, damn, maybe they are really attractive. <laughs> so the yeah. fact that happened to her, I was like, this is real. This is so real. Yeah. And I also liked sort of like, I mean, not that this is uh, a true thing about puberty or what, or what have you, because clearly the other girls liked this, this boy. But it was like all of this sort of like, it was spawned by like, oh, I'm having a feeling I didn't even know I had. Like, she mm-hmm. <laughs> didn't even mm-hmm. realize she had this feeling, you know? And, mm-hmm. that, and mm-hmm. the, the, that, the sort of, that being the catalyst was cool to me. Like, mm-hmm. like her, like, drawing the picture and, and discovering that, oh. <laughs> <laughs> and the photos got more racy as they went They on. really did. I also doodled, like, boys just topless as a kid. Did what? you really? I I really did, but I don't know if yeah I don't know I'll have to unpack that. I guess I could unpack it now. I was like, I'm gonna save that for later by myself. What? It, oh, you know something I thought was really cool is that sorry I I may have skip, but even before she starts like um, drawing the photos, when she rushes back, she picks to go back and help her mom versus going, I guess, to wherever the, her friends were going to go. And when she goes back with her mom, they start having like, they start cleaning, but they're like cleaning in sync with each other. I thought it was so cool because, you know, Disney has that tendency to, you know, kill the mom, like the moms don't be alive in um, these movies or they're like a horrible, horrible villain. And so the fact that- Yeah, they love an orphan. Is they lo- but, yeah. but it's always one way. Like the dad will like be trapped in a castle or something like that. And the mom just will not be discussed <laughs> at all. Unless- the mom dies with the dad somewhere. But this was cool. I love that they like were, they set up that her and her mom were cool. Her and her mom were, like she did have a lot of respect for her mom instead of it automatically starting off as like adversaries, which I thought was like warm because it gave it some place to go, you know, instead of uh, be a better kid now. I just, I just want to say that part I already liked. I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, I was, I was super moved by the like, while they're, while they're doing that, uh, in sync uh cleaning and there's just like mommy and me like like drawing on the oh, yeah. side you know like just like just these those little touches of like what their relationship was and i thought it, it was cool that she i i feel like i feel like a lot of times in these movies it's like like to to your point like it is like the, the it starts with the overbearing mom and we hate it whereas like her sort of being like, no, this is, this is family. Like I honor my mother. I like that. I thought that was cool. I thought that was really cool. And they like, you know, her appreciating that relationship throughout yeah. was really nice too. 
the the first time I watched it, it was like hard for me to see that part because I was like, oh, I relate to so much of like the surface level stuff, but no, that's not me. I I was ne- I'm not the goody two shoes. My mom and I like are not like that. And then like the next day, I woke up and I was like, oh my god, that was me before puberty. <laughs> I like uh, my mom and I were that close, and then we went through that. Uh, <laughs> there was a lot in the movie. I w- I literally texted my mom. You're like, wait, that that's exactly like me. I know. I was like, no, no, that's so lame to be that close to your mom. And I was like, oh right, that's who I was. Oh my goodness! I texted my mom and my therapist to watch it. You texted your mom, yeah, and your therapist. I love it. I, I mean, but that's really cool that you could literally see yourself in it, which I think is like fire. The night of the humiliation. Yeah. Wait, did she just go to bed and then the? In yes, the exactly. Panda? So she realized she liked the kid. I mean, this was like a truly insane thing. Oh my god, this mom, this mom. But she saw the racy photos and like immediately like grabbed her, like brought her in the car, went to this like freaking grocery little like bodega or whatever, and like was like, oh, what have you done to my daughter? Yeah, and was... he's like, Who? But then like all the other Oof. kids are there, and then she winds up like showing her, showing the kid, and all the kids see like all these doodles that she drew. This whole time I was like, I can't believe she's going up to that to that boy and cat was like i know it's wild oh my god this is the most real thing that's happened in the movie so far <laughs> like like oh my god wow. like, what like I, the fact that that it was just like there were no questions asked there were no questions asked to the daughter how old are you 31 <laughs> i'm 17 exactly exactly, exactly. Was so funny. <laughs> oh my james i'm gonna tell you something so bad it's like lily when i saw like the parents i was like man it's about to be James and Cat with these kids. <laughs> I was like, is this about to be? I, like, about to be I, think so. uh, <laughs> I think so. <laughs> just the dad having a good time. <laughs> I know, like the dad, the dad's just like, yeah, hey, baby, you good? <laughs> like he was at home cooking. He's at home. <laughs> like when it watching TV. I I do oh, think man, so. I, I think so it's gonna be that girl. Cat understood her going to the <laughs> going to the convenience store on a level that I was like, wait, I don't. She didn't ask any questions. She went straight. Yeah. That is terrifying. So the next part of this I really love too, because they when she turns into a panda, but the first thing that the parents think are happening is that she got her period. Oh, and, they're, yeah. and they're like, oh, you know. <laughs> and it felt like, yeah, like I I would I would assume. I don't know. I don't know what your experience was like, Alex, but like. Which also feels wild for Pixar's. I, that's what I love that I love that like they they talked about it and it was like it's like not a thing to have to hide because it's just a natural thing that all little girls are gonna you know go through uh, for the most part and it, it was just this really sweet moment where they're like it's okay it's okay and it and it's and the reality was everything tracks you know what I mean like. It was like, you didn't even need the panda thing for a set. Like, you're like, hey, everything tracks, like, the level of embarrassment that she's feeling, you know, her running away, her not wanting to be seen, all of that, like, makes sense. But then also she's a panda. Well, there was there was something about the execution of this that was giving me Inside Out vibes. Just be, something that I feel like is so cool about Inside Out is, like, the way that, like, when things are going wrong inside, in, inside they're going wrong 
based off the standards of, you know, the production, how it's supposed to go. The things that are happening to the child feel like very real growing pains, you know, in the, in the, in the moment. And so I, I, I instantly loved the, like, the comparison to like, oh, you're getting, you're, you're getting your period. This is your point of, of, there's a lot of changes happening inside of you. I thought that was so cool. And the fact that they, it kept happening for a few scenes before we understand what is really happening to, to her, right? Just felt like, I don't know. They felt like really nice, like one-to-one kind of comparisons. I was, I will say when she becomes the bear and like, you know, of course she's running around the apartment and her mom brings out all the tampons and stuff. And she finally calms it down to get ready to go to school. I was so nervous of when she was going to turn into the bear because I didn't know if this movie was going to be... I, I was nervous for her to turn into the bear because I didn't know how bad it was going to get for her when she did. You know, I didn't know like how crazy the mom was going to get with it. I didn't know how the kids were going to take it. So the whole time she's sitting in that classroom and her friend comes in and is like, yo, what's wrong? And kept passing her the notes the whole time. Like, that's a real friend. Like, that's a friend. I'm going to sit by you. Mm-hmm. You're going to answer these damn questions. Because okay, I know something's up. But her mom, yo, outside the, outside the window and, like, fighting again with the, the, security, with the security guard. guard. Oh my God. Popping up every time she was there killed me. That was so funny. That was great. <laughs> and at one point, at one point when he's outside the window, you can hear him go, hold on, wait. I'm just trying to talk. Like, he's like, I'm not trying to arrest you. I just want to talk to you. He's trying to be super nice. Tell me with you. And then she comes with the tampons. Oh, God. Can we talk about this, though? This is a little this is a little early for this in the movie. But Gerard talking about not knowing when she was going to turn into a panda made me think of this. The one thing that I couldn't quite put my finger on was how I feel about through the end, even even through the end, the like monetizing of turning into the panda (laughs) like i don't know how i feel about i loved it you like it i i i feel like i understand it we're celebrating our culture and also embracing it in in ourselves but then it was also like just became this thing interesting you were reading into it as a metaphor for something else yeah yeah like I was, th- I just was thinking about it a, l- a really too hard, <laughs> you know, and I couldn't get over the thing of like, yeah, go ahead, Alex. Deeper meanings aside, I think it goes with the family temple business, which also makes money off of like people like come look at our thing, look at our culture and like pay a little bit of money to see it. But I, yeah, I hadn't really considered the money making part of it. It just felt weird. It, the, well, the thing that felt weird specifically to me is that she is a mascot almost, <laughs> right? Like like her as a mascot just felt a little like shucking and jiving to me. You know, like that. that's where my mind, I kept trying to tell myself like, no, like there's, you know, she's proud of herself and blah, blah, blah. And she's now embracing her changes. And, and that's what this is about. And the money thing that the... the the monetizing of it is just a fun thing that's helping push this movie forward. But the, I don't know. I, I could not, I couldn't get over it. I like still feel it's, it even now. It's to, interesting. You know, talking about it. I, like Alex is saying, I do think it's linked with the temple business, which is something that I do think about when I go, when I travel, you know, and you go to different countries and you're experiencing their culture and you realize there's a huge tourism business. And sometimes the places that you go, like, that's like one of the main the main sources of income for a lot of the people who live there. And you're like very aware of the kind of colonial aspect of that. But it is like, it is this thing of like, this is just 
global capitalism. You know what I mean? Like it's like I don't like it's so hard to get around the fact that people that our world is built on making money. And so it's like people need to make money, you know, and because there's something nice about the sharing of cultures. I think that's actually a good thing. Like, like we have, you know, like, I mean, we've talked about culture appropriation on this show and we could talk about it more, but like, there's, there's something that's great about the, to me, about the blending of cultures, people like sharing different, where they came from and their experiences and other people like celebrating that in different ways. But yeah, the fat, the money stuff is a bummer. And I think that's more just about the fact that like, we all have to make money, which is gross. And this is not no, a no, not podcast, all. but yeah. <laughs> but I did, the reason I did like it though, James, is because I think I was very happy when she turned into the panda in the bathroom to give Abby her fix. And then the <laughs> other girls saw her and were super excited by it instead of like turned off. And I think it was something to, it is tricky. I understand what you're saying. It, but it, it felt different because she was in control of using it. She was in control of like how her and her friends got to the party, how they made money. The fact that like you found out it was her idea her idea for the shirts, the pins, and all that kind of stuff. So I think it was better coming from her than her friend Miriam. That would right. be weird. Uh, be like, hey. and, and, and the other way I was trying to reconcile it too, and they kind of do this deliberately in the movie, but like cosplay also being something that's just generally big, you, you, you know, and like there's, there's that, but specifically what made me think of this is there's that point where she kind of, Wears the, just the ears and just the tail, you know, which is a which is a very oh, yeah. popular uh, look. I don't know enough <laughs> about it to understand like what that look is or or anything, you know. But I was like, oh, right, like you talking we- about furries. <laughs> Bray, what are you? Wait, Bray, wait, 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 wait. What you talking about, Bray? James talking about furries or? <laughs> no, I'm not. All right, no. All right, this is going down a road <laughs> I didn't want it to go. I I just wanted to talk about that because this is a Pixar Who is episode. About okay, furries? this is a Pixar <laughs> episode. It sounds like we're all talking about furries. I'm not talking. About- I think we're all talking about furries. <laughs> Let's not. I feel like James brought it up. Braylock stamped it. Let's not place a little censored. I don't like this. I don't like y'all. I don't like y'all for doing this. <laughs> mature content. I don't want that. The bathroom moment with the the other girls coming in and being like, oh, we're into this too, reminded me a little of, did you guys watch the the new like second half of the second season of Pen15? Yes. I haven't yet. I haven't yet, but go ahead. Or like the most recent. Oh, okay. There, yeah, yeah. This. Oh, yeah. Okay. So there's like an episode where Maya's like friend from Japan comes to visit and then everybody at school is obsessed with her because she's so cute. And that kind of felt like a little like that of like, oh, everybody's so into like the cuteness of this. Yeah. Right. Right. Oh, that's interesting. So that kind of plays into what James is saying. Yeah, I mean, there it, there's certainly layers of of that. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, it's just it's an interesting thing to think about. No, that's yeah. that's, that's totally different than the furry stuff you were talking about. I, so I don't know. Alex said it different. That. You were talking about <laughs> that's what I said. <laughs> no, no, James, we, how no. you started bringing up the furries. Alex brought it up in a different way. 
I'm tired. Of, I'm tired of this. I was asking a genuine question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you said it's a. You said it's a. You said it's a thing, and then you winked into. And, the... he, said, and he said it was super popular. <laughs> he like it's popular. I was like, okay, James. It okay. is, and the mother even in the movie even goes, "You're not going out like that." Like she even says, "I'm." You know what? I'm, let's wow. move on. Let's, so then, so so what happens next in the movie? Let's move. Let's go to something else. <laughs> Oh, next is the montage of her making, like, doing the, making money as the panda with the photos and the videos, which I thought was really cool in a very early 2000 thing when they had the camcorder, because as one of the, yes, as one of the best boy bands in sync has done, they have, like, a recording. Yeah, one of the best, not the best. I agree. I mean, no, because Boys the Men is the best. Technically, second best is New Edition. And I only say new edition second because I grew up. We with did Boys skip. Men. We did skip though the moment because the mom, the mom being at school, <laughs> sees <laughs> her turn into a yes. red panda, and then there's the whole that whole and they and the mom, uh, you know, explains like that that this is something that has been going on in their family for generations, and mm-hmm. and that oh that they all all the women turn into red pandas, yeah. Like, was she in a, they move her to, a, like, a different bedroom at one point? I think they or took yeah. stuff out, out of her, of her bedroom. They took all the furniture uh, out. That's what I thought, because you can uh, see... They took all the furniture out, so she couldn't yeah. break it. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. And they said, yeah. and if you become the bear too much, it's harder to get rid of the bear, so you have to control your emotions. Correct. Even your yeah. sadness. And you can't turn into it. Oh. That's really sad. Well, she was a bear and just holding her own tail. The the ultimate test is a box of kittens. Yeah. It's too cute. <laughs> Wait, also when her mom first sees her, but she doesn't know that it's like a family thing yet. She's just like frantically brushing herself to try to calm herself down. That like broke my heart. Oh, uh, yeah. I was like, no. oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> there was just a small moment where they she's like, why didn't you tell me about this? And they're like, we had thought you had more time. And then the dad goes, I think it's time we tell her. And I go, yeah, no duh, dad. <laughs> yeah. What? What? You you think it's time? My goodness. Get out of here. Her slow turnaround to be like, what did yeah. you say? Yeah. <laughs> and her mom, you know what is so interesting is, like, I knew at one point we were going to have to figure out the mom's deal with the bear. Because I know she said hers is independent. I was like, yo, this mom, something about her bear is crazy. Like, I didn't know. And when we saw... I did peep the scar. On, on the, the grandma, grandma, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was orange hair at first. Like, but then, yeah, the scar. But still, that scar... Now I'm actually more confused about that scar. <laughs> well, the mom... Well, it, again, I, did, I have a question or two about the mom, but I think, like, the movie's like, it's not about her, which I totally get. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's some of that logic stuff there. It's just like, that's all right, that's all right, whatever. I know. Like, I don't get... But... I do love, again, my, one of my favorite parts is when she's able to control the bear when her friends sneak in. And then every time, like, she goes through the test, she just thinks back to, like, her friends and, like, in her head. And I thought that was such a beautiful moment. But then she has to lie to her mom. So her mom thinks that she actually thinks about her mom to calm her down. Whereas yeah. the opposite in real life. Yeah. Lies, the kids will tell you. Lies. <laughs> But there is that expectation. She want to make her mom feel good. Yeah, that like family comes first before everything. Like I remember one time in third grade, we wrote little like books or whatever, and I dedicated it to my friends and family. And my mom got mad. I wrote friends before the word family. Whoa. Oh, wow. Well, it was just mean. semantics and she was mad. <laughs> <laughs> wow. See, I'd, it'd have been me. I'd have been, you know, I'd have been like, nah, man. Because you know what it is? 
you pick your friends, you can't pick your family. And I don't like that I have to, because some people got assholes in their family. You know what I mean? Like assholes that you meet in the world is someone else's like brother, sister, son, cousin. I got to love the asshole cousin that comes to Thanksgiving. Like, can I, can I ask, have you guys had an, like a super embarrassing moment that your parents you know what I mean? Like, have you had? I, I, it doesn't need to be at the level of this mom literally bringing tampons to the school, which is insane. No. I, I have one that <laughs> but, I. Oh, you you never had one, James? No, no, no. I, yeah, I like the only thing I can think of is like my mom calling me by the like at home nickname, you know, that I had probably outgrown at that point in front of people at school, you know, like something like that. But that's but that's even like in like <laughs> I love that nickname you know like it's inconsequential now you know mm. and at the time it was just sort of like huh? mm. and then i was fine you know it was, that was one of those things that like rolls off you so i can't think of anything man i remember one time i used to get spankings but not a lot of not a lot but me and my grandma didn't get along oh no in front of oh no <laughs> oh no it gets, it's my my i used to go visit my cousins every year but one year they came up and stayed with me and my mom for like maybe two weeks but my grandma was there too. And again, didn't get along. But she loved my cousin because he was light-skinned with blue eyes. And he w- she would openly be like, he got blue eyes. There's a whole thing. At one point, my grandma would be on the phone all day. And my little cousin goes, why are you always on the phone? You running up everybody's phone bill. Mind you, I didn't say this. I am not even in the same room. Not in the same room. But me and my grandmother was beefing. My mom comes home. My grandma said it was me. Okay? Mind you. When this conversation is happening, I'm outside with my friends, okay, just chilling in the yard, thinking nothing, okay? My mom comes to the front door, says my full government name, middle name included, which I never, never use. I'm like, oh, shit. I go inside. <laughs> I go inside, and she's got, like, a belt, but, like, I try to hide the belts, but she felt <laughs> like she had a thick-ass you belt. You hid all the... Wait, hold up. <laughs> we can't breeze past this. You hid all the belts. <laughs> I will hide the belts. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, yo, when I was little, I was like, you ain't gonna fucking get me. Like, I know how this goes. You know what I mean? You ain't got no belt. <laughs> so I hit all the belts. And then, like, I remember, yo, this is wild. I remember, like, trying to, like, sneak out. Like, we had, like, a garage, but, like, a side door. I remember trying to sneak in out the garage door. Mind you, my friends are still in the street. So, like, er- my whole neighborhood is in the street. My mom comes out the front door and catches me in the middle and, like, gets a couple swings. And I... <laughs> And I haul ass the other way around the house. So now it's like my mom chasing me around the house with a belt while my grandmother's in the window. And like my friends are outside and my little cousin Jared is laughing his ass off. I was like, yo, to this day, I remember that. I remember that to this How old day, were you though? You to didn't this say, day. How old were you? No, not young. <laughs> like I might have been like, like, like I might have been like 12 or like like yeah, 11 no, like, I wasn't that's, in that's child, <laughs> like I wasn't because <laughs> I was too old to like get beaten for it to hurt but it was the principle I think of me being like disrespectful to her mom and I was like yo I wasn't even I wasn't even in that jail yo yeah man yeah man all the girls in the neighborhood there too it, guys it was like, the injustice <laughs> that gave um, me a heart attack thinking about that <laughs> But yeah, so basically her mom finds out because the grandma comes over with the with the aunties, they're going to be performing this ritual and we can we're now kind of understanding that the mom is afraid of her mother 
because her mother is super overbearing and she so feels embarrassment that she's not doing the thing correctly and there's there is some mistake with her ritual somehow and so they're not really talking too much about it but we know something's there and she's like you got to watch your daughter like a hawk and so she kind of goes in her room and she finds all the stuff and it realizes that she's been showing everybody and and then she blames the friends and she says it's your fault you guys are bad influence which i was like i've never really had that happen directly but i do remember once this is so i don't know if i should even share it necessarily but i i remember i remember once my dad finding porn on my computer and i blamed no right <laughs> no and they, and they and they believed me and and to me it was like a half lie because my friends like it wasn't what he found but like at like you know it was like months ago had had looked up porn on my computer so like in my mind i uh-huh. in my mind i wasn't lying <laughs> you know what i mean i wasn't fully lying like i was obviously lying but i was like i was like it is true that they were on and then they were like i was like yeah they were looking and 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 I was, you know, I was just like kind of watching, but I don't, you know, I don't, but I did that so I would get in less trouble. <laughs> so I feel similar. I was like, yeah, I understand that, like throwing your friends under the bus, <laughs> you know, because your your parents have a better, you know, they think you're a good kid. So obviously you have to be a good kid to for your parents to think to do that. But <laughs> I, you know what it is? It's so tricky because it when the mom just immediately blamed them, there was that moment that I knew instantly that she wasn't going to defend her friends just because of like everything that went down. Um, and it just sucked to see it happen because then the friends had to go to the concert by themselves. Cause I wanted to go to, um, when I was younger, this never happened, but I wanted to go to turtles coming out of your shell. That was the Ninja Turtles live and they were rock stars. So they had to like defeat shredder with music. That sounds awful. No, no, but it was great. Because basically the costumes, <laughs> instead of just the red, they would have stars or a big check mark and it was glitter. And they all had like jean jackets with the sleeves cut off and everyone played a different instrument. Like Leonardo had the guitar. Mm-hmm. How dare you besmirch the, the name the of drums. the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles rock tour that they did. <laughs> Turtles coming out of the shell. Come out of, coming out of the shell. What was the target audience? Like what was the age range? Everyone. Us. We was the target. <laughs> oh, it was kids. It was kids. It was it was children. It was children. And then I remember, I remember, wow. I remember I didn't get to go with my friends because I think I had did something. But I had to go by myself, and I still had the best. Of course you time. did. There's no way you don't have fun going to that. I didn't know any. Bray, come on, man. I didn't know any of the music, but like you learn the songs, baby. It's not about the song. It's like you just hearing the vibes. Let me find a clip coming out of the shell. <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like everyone can relate to like not wanting to get in trouble. You know what I mean? And like, you just kind of, you keep quiet. Even if you didn't, even if you necessarily didn't do it with your parents or whatever, like, I feel like most people have had some moment in life where somebody else is getting blamed for something that you did. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. probably, probably because I can't think of any time, but any specific time, probably because I did it all the time. <laughs> but I'm sure, I'm sure it happened. I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, this one is less fun, I guess. But my my mom did blame other people for me coming out and being gay. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, what? (laughs) She was like, oh, "Oh, this was a bad influence. Like other people. Yeah. If it it was if it was this person, was it? Yeah. Yeah. That one's a little less fun. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> it's less fun. It's oh, definitely sorry. less fun. Though though kind of similar in this in uh, just in terms of the sexuality stuff because it's like she was like crushing on so, uh, you know and and oh, she true. was blaming Miriam. Oh, the only reason you like the only reason you like these guys is because, you know, of this your friend is a bad influence instead of just being like, "Hey, this is just the natural part of me who I am," you know, and the mom didn't want to accept it. Wow, yeah. I mean, I guess all the stories yeah, we're around sexuality. That's a good point. Parents can't handle nope. it. They can't handle growing up. I mean, I will say when the mom, I guess not that we're here, when the mom turns into her panda, first off, why was she huge? <laughs> why was she so massive? I thought it was a joke at one point because <laughs> I love the part when, I love the part when May decides to like stay a panda and then she figures out how to like, be a panda, but then be a human. So she kind of like can jump high and like float and then uses the poof to like not fall on the ground. I was like, this yeah, is great. Yeah. But then when the mom shows up, I was like, yo, this mom is massive. <laughs> and we're just not going to discuss it. <laughs> this shit was incredible. I love th- this ending sequence. This whole, I love every second of this, especially the mom being massive but then when she gets there all she wants to do is say you disobeyed your mother like she's giant <laughs> and all she's doing is like you can't believe you didn't listen to me you're out here and she's yelling at the kids where you put on some clothes what are you doing? i yeah i know she's just yes, being a mom i'm shutting this down right now a panda that's the size of a stadium is like how dare you? You should be ashamed of yourselves. Also, the dad going, I told you she was big. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I told you she was big. It's like, yeah, I thought she was a little bigger than me, but my God. Like, if she was bigger than, because the thing is, I thought, oh, maybe that's how big they are when they like become adults. But then when the grandmother and the sisters become pandas, I'm like, no, so this mom is just a massive ass <laughs> panda. Yeah. <laughs> The most beautiful sequence, I think, for me, is when they pull the mom into the circle and then they start singing and then the boy band starts singing. And and then when they... Right. Wait, that was a re- I had a religious experience. I would say... <laughs> the, second the, the second the kids ran up and grabbed, the, and, like, grabbed the boy band, I was like, if they start singing, if they start singing along with this chant, Anyway, sorry, Bray, you were you were about to say something. And they planted that. I was, I was asking Alex if this is where you. It cried. was shortly after, but oh, I also wanted to say, Mr. Gao, the 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 shaman guy who like helps with the ritual. I couldn't tell if he was related to them or not, but um, he had like kind of planted that the first time they do the ritual, he was like, oh, it can be any song you sing from your heart. They just go the more traditional route. I personally uh... like Tony Bennett, like is what he said. And so the boy band singing from their heart is part of it. Incredible. But I Incredible. I did yeah. like that. I thought that was really cute. Yeah. Yeah. Man, when she when she goes into the other plane and she sees her mom as a kid sitting there. That is when oh, I cried. Oh my yeah. gosh. And then when they start walking and she's holding her mom's hand and then we uh, see her mom get older. And yeah. at one point, her oh, mom has like a ponytail and just like wipes the tears from her cheek. Yeah. And it's just a subtle move. And she just and her mom just as this like wounded child it's like exploring intergenerational trauma come on yeah it's okay cuz all she says when she's a when she's 
a child, she says, I disappointed my mom or I upset my mom. I was yeah. like, oh, goodness. Like, she's, I can't be good enough for her. I'll, yeah. I, yes. I'll never be good enough for anyone. Yeah. Oh, man. And the thing is, that whole sequence, when you think about it, May doesn't say anything to her mom, really. She's just leading her. And yeah. it's like this daughter leading the mom who's like crying and kind of broken. And then even at the end, at the end, when they finally have the talk, the mom still is like, no, come with me. Like, mm-hmm. just come over here. Like, even after everything. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh. But then when May, like, is is making her own decision and her mom goes, the farther you go, the prouder I'll be. I was like, that that got me, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Yeah. It's just beautiful. It's a really beautiful ending. <laughs> Oof. The last few weeks of therapy, I've literally been talking to my therapist. Just, to, I mean, it's always about mom stuff, but we're, we've just been going over like, okay, I can make different choices than my mom. So this week I was like, can you just watch the movie so we can like make the session shorter, get right to it or something? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, mean. I love. I love I'll, that request. I like that. I was like, you just watch this. You'll get can where you I'm coming from. This? Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting because this movie to me, I know how we started this. I had to joke about that white guy who said he can't relate. It, it's something so relatable about this movie. He sucks. I mean, I know that, but even... Can I read some of the stuff that he said, though? Oh, my God. More stuff? Yeah. <laughs> or we don't have to. Well, just because I want people to know to hear... Because it, cause it's outrageous. And this was on Cinema Blend. They, By the way, they took oh, it... Oh, that's who he was? Yeah, man. They they took it down, like, like obviously, after the, the pushback. Wait, that they, was like, a Cinema Blend and they, and they, article? Yeah, and he's like a... Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like a major kind of publication he's like a managing editor or something like he's not even just a staff writer or like low-level writer there and he he said it with his chest like he like it, it was so it, he, i i can't it's it's one of those things where you're like how and then you're like well yeah this is what people think and then just like he literally said it he said this is an excerpt from what from it he said i recognize the humor in the film but connected with none of it by rooting turning red very specifically in the Asian community of Toronto, the film legitimately feels like it was made for the director, Domi Shi's friends, and immediately an immediate, immediate family members. Family. Wow. Insane. Wow. And then he said, <laughs> and then he said, which is fine, but also a tad limiting in its scope. And the po- when he when it posted, the headline was some Pixar films are made for universal audiences. Turning red is not. And then it says the target audience for this one feels very specific and very narrow. If you are in it, this might work very well for you. I am not in it. This was exhausting. And they approved that. They they said that they said that like because I guess he's the managing editor. They were like nobody else really. There was no read oversight. It. So because he's the <laughs> oversight. Yeah, he's you gotta the have checks. For the check. You gotta have somebody. You can't just. <laughs> Well, they did eventually check him, but like, no, that's like the the biggest discourse I heard about the film was about this review, which was a bummer. But also, I was like, oh, I do, I am those things from Toronto, so I can't. I guess I can't speak on if it's relatable. <laughs> Alex, I'm not like I'm a like I'm a black kid from Southeast. Like this movie, it talks about what that generational like pressure does to kids and like their kids here's where you can speak on it though because if you've ever related to a film that did and and 
I'm sure you have, unless you've never related to a film before, because no films are this specific to you. You know what I mean? Before this one, it's like, that's the thing is like, did he say, what did he say about Onward? You know what I mean? Like, what did he say about like all the other films where there's like, like, what did he say about Toy Story? Like that, he does he think that Toy Story is a universal, like that all, uh, little children have that kind of relationships with their toys like like that you know what i mean specifically like with like woody and buzz and that kind of thing it's like no yeah, or like on, cars like, i don't know <laughs> yeah yeah you relate to cars you dipshit also i think the thing about it is is that we just let people fire these people because this is my thing and i do mean this it's like if every movie is reviewed by the same old crusty white dude or a young crusty white dude and by crusty i mean they don't use lotion that's the type of crust people are like oh they could be young assholes yes they can be young assholes. They just don't lose those. It's like, we just let this shit go on. And it took the internet outrage. And the thing that sucks is Alex, one of the things that you heard about this movie was this random ass white dude's tweet about this wonderful ass movie. It sucks that like the discord is like, oh, some racist white dude says something, but he's not really racist. He just doesn't want to claim to be racist. Instead of us talking about like in every review, this movie's awesome. You know what I mean? It's like, because almost at one point it feels like counter counter comments to like kind of wash out this asshole but you know what he don't get a job so well yeah i mean it's truly the definition of privilege of like so much is has been made specifically for straight white men that the idea that they you know have to connect to a story that isn't specifically theirs feels so foreign to them that they're like this is limiting in the scope you know what i mean meanwhile it's like do they expect us to feel like, you know, whatever freaking all the films that are considered the greatest films of all time, which like all star just white people, are we supposed to feel like, well, that's pretty limiting, you know? It's like white people aren't even the majority race on this freaking planet. So like, what's, ha- you know what I mean? It's so ridiculous. Yeah, it's just seeing themselves as the default. Yeah, it's all that. I mean, honestly, it's inappropriate to do a swirl for this movie. So I just want to say Hollywood, you should definitely... <laughs> Just make more of these. And also, you know, to be truthfully honest, I think Braylock's on to something. I think this movie should have been in theaters. It'd have been nice to see this in a room with kids enjoying it, because I think that was one of the coolest things about seeing Coco. It was like just a room full of kids being like, that looks like you! Or like, you know, to siblings. So I was like, Hollywood, just have the balls to do it. You can do it. It's a Pixar movie. It can go in theaters and it make money, okay? But, you know, we didn't need like a talking weird alien best friend, because you know what? She was both a panda and a human so you get the cute little um animal and you get the cute kid win-win anyway yeah i i i'm not going to you know inject hancock or steel into this movie because this movie doesn't need that but i'll tell you what why would you if if they 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 need to do a recut of the end of avengers endgame one of the portals open up and just all of the red pandas come through because they would not, they would obliterate. You don't even need anybody else. Just, just the mom, the aunties, honestly, grandma. That's honestly right. Knock out, they wouldn't even, the battle would be, that battle is like 45 minutes, an hour long. That would be done in 10, 10, 15 tops. 10, 15 tops. All of the red pandas come through. I like that. <laughs> it's time for the cause. We rate and review films not based on how much we like them, but whether or not helps the cause of leading actors of color in Hollywood. If we feel like a film fully helps the cause, we give it a black fist. If it somewhat helps the cause, we give it a 
a white palm. If it doesn't help the cause at all, we don't give it anything. Black fist. Try you're in literal <laughs> darkness. Wait, y'all can't see I'll me. I put up two black fists. On the count I'll of put three. Up two black. We'll don't even count to three. Stop. I <laughs> stop. I, I have to count. Black fist. All right, here we. Oh, I'll oh put up goodness. two black fists. A count of three. If I could do it with my feet. One. If I could do it with two, my feet, my feet would be three. A- <laughs> black fist. Black fist. All right. I put up a red fist. Wow. What? Yeah. Wow, Brady. <laughs> wow. Wow. Because I. Wow. Because the movie. Yeah, we get all it, right. Brady. We get, we get why you did it. We're not happy about it. I mean, everybody understands why it, this movie got all the fists. It was magical. Literally. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> honestly, I just love seeing these human family stories. And I think watching this and Kanto, it was like a cool back to back Disney animated feature. Even good Disney um, year. Raya. Raya was pretty good too last year about finding destiny and dealing with family as well. That was last year, I'm yeah. Still gotta oh, yeah. watch it. Wait. <laughs> Raya's pretty Alex, Raya's it's like an action I know. I oh, get it. animated yeah. film. <laughs> I will watch Raya. I desperately want to watch Turning Red in a theater. Yeah, you paid for it. Now it's there for free. I know. I know. Yeah. Yes. Well well Alex here in LA they have that Disney theater on Hollywood. And it has like the like El Capitan, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I might go there. Yeah, can we rent? Can we rent a theater? Oh, I don't know. Well, El Capitan awesome. is, you know. Okay, I'm scared about parking in Hollywood, but I'll go. <laughs> Very valid. Thank you, Dad. Alex, thank you so much for doing the podcast. Where can people find you? Find you online and and uh, anything you'd like to promote. I'm on Instagram and Twitter at Alex Song Shaw. I don't go on there much, but my pages are there. <laughs> Is that a good plug? Fair enough. Fair enough. Honestly, that's fair. That's in okay. line with our plugs, honestly, yep. to be sure. For sure. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, thanks. Of for course. Yes, yes. Everyone else. You can follow us at Blackman Podcast on Twitter and Instagram, blackmanpodcast.com. It's our website. We've got links to merch, like uh, for T Public, t shirts, and things like that. We have a defunct Patreon. We don't do new episodes, but there is a year's worth of episodes on there. So if you want to pay $5, listen to that, and then unsubscribe. Totally cool. <laughs> and if you rate and review us and give us five stars on iTunes, we'll read your review on the air. We don't have a new one. Wow. So mm. somebody give us five stars it's been, already. It's been a minute since it's, it's been a minute. It's been a couple weeks. I don't like that. <laughs> anyway, and you can follow me at John Braylock. You can follow me at James Third Comedy. Third is 3RD. I am on TikTok, but I don't know why I'm on TikTok. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think I need to get off. <laughs> you I, like I it. You make why TikToks, on, James. I keep posting new videos, and it's, I don't know who they're for. If you build it, James, they I'm not, it's, they're doing a terrible yeah. job of building it. I'm doing it. <laughs> oh, James, can I ask you a question? <laughs> I like them. Thank you, Alex. You ever put like bunny ears on or anything in one of your TikToks? I don't, but I don't. I feel like I don't like where this is going because of what we were talking about earlier. <laughs> I just feel like maybe you should. You keep doing it like you do your Cat Williams. Let's get out of this. Are we? Do you have anything to plug, Gerard? <laughs> no, I'm just saying if you do your Cat Women, Cat Williams, but he's in a cat outfit. I don't you know what I mean? He's like this. in a furry cat. <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. At Gerard Milligan. Sounds good. All right. Well, we will see you next week. Peace. Forever. This has been a Forever Dog production produced by Melissa D. Fonts. 
Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. To listen to this podcast ad-free, sign up for Forever Dog Plus at foreverdogpodcast.com slash plus. Check out video clips of our podcast on YouTube at youtube.com slash foreverdogteam. And make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at foreverdogteam to keep up with all the latest Forever Dog news. Forever Dog. What's up, Black Men Can't Jump comic book fans? James III here to talk to you about my comic series, Junior, available now on Kickstarter. The ghost with the most past due child support is back in four brand new issues of this semi-autobiographical supernatural comic series. It's got all sorts of spooky hijinks for fans of Beetlejuice, The Good Place, and The Mummy, stuff like that, and features award-winning artists from Marvel, DC, Dark Horse, and more. It's available on Kickstarter through June 9th. Go to ruleof3inc.com or follow me at ruleof3inc on IG for more details. Donate today!